What's up, everybody? This is Johnny Sanquist. And Tori Hoppy. And this is an all-new Taco Tech, presented by Three Crowns Copywriting and Marketing. Today, our guest is Desarde Yarnway founder of Burknell Financial, founder of Onyx Advisor Network. Desarte, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure. I feel like I just met you both, really, like over the past year in person, I think. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's just been a pleasure to watch you both grow, right? And to see all that you're up to. So thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate that. Uh, the pleasure. Yeah, the pleasure's all ours. It we is. are so excited it's... to have you. Um, Congrats, first of all, on Onyx launching. We are so incredibly excited for you guys um, on your new adventure. Can't wait mm-hmm. to see what 2022 has to offer. Uh, so we're really excited to just kind of watch that grow. Awesome. Yeah. Likewise, it's a it's an incredible undertaking. And I feel like it's scary at the same time. You know, when you like start a new thing that's kind of never been done before. It's 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 weird. It's exciting and scary at the same time. I mean, Tori, you know, with OnRamp and everything that you guys are doing. Yeah, it's it's different, right? Like people kind of look at you like you're crazy at first and then, you know, they they kind of just brush you off and then they'll come back and be like, "Okay, explain to me a little bit what's going on." And like, oh, no, 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 you're too early, you're too early. And then they come back and be like, "Okay, explain a little bit more to me." And you know, it's like this piecemeal thing that especially in our industry that you have to do and, you know, as much as you don't want people to have to like give you this buy-in, like yeah. it's you know, it's hard work, but it's going to pay off for sure. Yeah. So Desarte, let's dig into Onyx to start out with. Um, we want everybody to know about what you've got going on. You're, you, I believe are co-founding this with Emily Miles Mattingly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Another amazing guy need to have him on Taco Tech soon, but, but for everybody listening, give us a lowdown. What's Onyx all about and why did you guys come together to create this? Yeah, Johnny, Tori, what I will say is that I started my firm at 24 years old, right? And I was just for context, I was on the back of losing my, what I call my brother. He was actually um, my cousin biologically, but I come from a place, West Africa, Liberia, where we had a 14 year civil war. And my dad, they used to call him the godfather. So he pretty much saved maybe 50 individuals and moved them to our home in San Francisco. My quote unquote brother, right? Being one of them. Um, he passed away from complications with hepatitis in 2015. Um, and this is, this is after losing my dad when I was 12, right. To, to cancer. So like I had lost it all already. I lost it all already. So I started working out now, me being young, dumb, overly ambitious. Right. I started this firm and I'm like, Hey, I want to do it. I don't care. So I like work night jobs. I tried to figure out how to get a custodian. I was working at a VP as a VP at a bank on fifth Avenue in New York. Um, at that time and, you know, standard financial stuff, right? Like $2 million in assets, um, that you had to, to, you had to have to be a client. And I thought to myself like, Hey man, this, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't sit right to me that I can't manage my mom's assets with all of that. I've learned all this knowledge that I've acquired. Right. And I can't even go back to the communities and, and serve them. Right. I can't serve my cousin, my brother, my uncle, my aunt, my peers, because of this barrier to entry in our industry. So that's always been something that I've taken with me 
through my journey as an advisor, as an investment manager. Um, and it didn't make sense. So in 2020, COVID happened. And we're looking at it like, this is crazy. But you see, one, 25 million new investors entered the market in 2020 to 2021, right? A lot of these people being um, people of color, people that otherwise were underrepresented as investors. Um, you saw that communities that were affected by the pandemic were disenfranchised communities, right? And then when you look at the stats in our industry, 80% of advisors are men and 70% of those men are white. So Emlyn and I are thinking about it. What really like, really shook him up was the death of George Floyd. He's like, yo, everybody should be an activist, but you know, I don't know if I'm going to be marching in the streets, but there is some, there is some change that I can, you know, I can be an agent for some change somewhere. And that's within this arena. So we bumped our heads. We thought about it. Like what would make sense? How can we bridge the gap? How can we, you know, shrink this wealth gap and Onyx advisor network was something that came to us. So like, Hey, the way that we do this is by creating more messengers in our industry to go to their respective communities, whether you're a woman, woman of color, a uh, person of color, right? LGBTQ plus, give them the tools to do their best work and by impacting their communities, therefore we will impact the industry and hopefully change the complexion of wealth, as Emlyn likes to say, right? So that's how Onyx was, you know, the genesis for Onyx. And since then we've been on a tear trying to figure out how we can make this thing work. Yeah, I appreciate that because I feel like, like you said, like our industry is just run by predominantly white men. And again, I don't want to sit and knock them for you know creating the, the path that they have. But as the as the millennial and Gen Zers come up in this world, you know, we are a generation that is so much larger than just that, right? And we yeah. we are coming in too with, you know, again, we're all coming in with different wealth and wealth backgrounds. Um, you know, I, my background is very different than both of you are sitting on this call and, and vice versa. Right. So it's like, just because we have different backgrounds and different upbringings, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't all have the right to proper education for our finances. Right. We're, we're all coming into this, especially the millennials. We have been hit time and time again, especially while we're trying to build our wealth. Um, it doesn't it kind of doesn't matter what community you're coming into, right? Like it started with 9-11 and it's kind of gone with COVID. Like we've been hit at all different levels. Um, entering into the job market in 2007, right after was the, the big financial crash. So like, I feel like our generation and the Gen Zers have just been constantly hit where we can't build the wealth like our parents did, right? And we need we want different ways to do that. We don't just want a financial advisor sitting there with a spreadsheet and telling us, here's our IPS statement every quarter. We want to have that interaction. We want to have it available to us on our phone. We want to have open conversations with advisors that just understand our makeup and our background. Mm -hmm. And they also need to understand the, the differences that, you know, we just don't want a traditional 60, 40 portfolio. We want to we want to enter in the market in different spaces, right? And I feel like you guys are going to be able to tackle that because you guys are so well versed in not just the traditional asset space, but you know other other options that they could have, right? Um, I yeah. think DeFi is going to be huge. Um, Crypto's, I think, starting to get a leg here. Um, but even too, just entering in, like I love going on to Rally Road. Like let's you know, diversify your portfolio kind of however you see fit and making sure that it fits your needs and your wants um, and not just, you know, what the advisor thinks you want. 
Detroit. Let me let me tell you something, right? I was at a Cal alumni event a couple of years ago and I was speaking to the student athletes, right? Um, go Bears. So I'm there and this lady comes up to me. She's like, yo, you remind me of this person. And he was such a great speaker or whatever. Um, I remember when I was here, we used to do like People's Park. That's where they did like the activism stuff there. We used to be at People's Park and we paid our tuition. We worked nine jobs. And I'm like, how was your, how, how much was your tuition? She's like $600 a semester. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I right. highlighted the difference now and why this financial planning is needed, right? Because people are graduating literally almost debt free, right? Yeah. Um, when you think about us, we're dealing with the cost of houses are going up. You're probably carrying some student loan debt. If you were not educated on credit, that's probably shot, right? And I'm pretty yeah. sure you still have the same goals as everybody else. Let's be quite honest. Like a lot of people of color aren't getting the memo at the dinner table. I know I didn't because my parents were here trying to survive from coming from a war-torn country. So Onyx is important because now hopefully we can create these messages to go out. And I don't want it to make it seem like it's just for people of color, just for women, LGBTQ, like it's an inclusive table, which is something that is hard to find. Right. Mm -hmm. So at this table in this community, we expect to have black men, Latinx women, LGBTQ plus across the board, tons of women and be in a space where everybody can share their stories, feel seen, feel heard, feel known and learn together. Right. And as you mentioned, it's changing. The industry mm -hmm. is changing. So why not change the advisors that are in charge of doing the work. So that's kind of how we see it. Um, huge undertaking still, as you know, our industry is not, um, not always open to change, but I think that this change is something that can only benefit us. Right. Versus hurt yeah. us. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. And I, like you said, it's, it's that huge undertaking that we're, I think all three of us are doing in our own space individually. And then collectively, I think we'll see this, this big push, right. Um, it's, I've been in the industry long enough to see like, yes, there has been change. There has been some change and it's great, but like there could always be more. Um, I don't want to be like selfish, but like, I I'm always striving, you know, like, yeah. yes, we've made some, some changes, but like, there's still a lot to do. And, um, thankfully we're on the younger side. So hopefully we can see, you know, we can keep pushing this ball forward and, and really leave a legacy for our kids that if they want to come into this industry, that, you know, they have everything that they could ever want. And I, can I tell you a story about that? Yeah. So in 2015, right. I am fed up. Like my anxiety's through the roof because I just lost my bro. Like, you know what I mean? I just told you, I share with you. Like I have a lot of family milestones coming up. We just bought our house. We would dream about like, yo, when, like this is us at like 10. So it's fairly stupid now. Right. But <laughs> it'd be like, you know, when you get a girlfriend, I'll get a girlfriend. And then we'll be with our girlfriends at our homes that we were going to buy when we were 20 or something like that. Right. Yeah. Kids. So to lose him and lose those, you know, expected memories, if you will. Right. Was, yeah. was a heartbreaker for me. So a freaking heartbreaker. Right. Now I look back and I'm like, okay, the industry has changed. Right. But a lot of what Onyx and what you're doing, right. I think we're creating the road for the next group of people to come in and do that work so they can live their best life, create these memories with their family. Right. And that's how yeah. I look at it. I never want um, barriers to be an issue for, for people. I don't know. I'm yeah. just in my feelings today, but. You know, I, I get it. Like you said, the, 
the barriers that our industry had put up are starting to crumble and it's exciting to see. I don't, I don't know that they're falling as quickly as I would want them to see, right? Because we've been fighting so hard for so long. Um, But, you know, there are cracks in that foundation and it's exciting to see that, you know, again, people are actually like having conversations and wanting to be open and honest and like, how do we make a change? Like they understand that there needs to be a change. Now, do they go and execute it? Sometimes they don't and sometimes they do or sometimes they kind of go somewhere in between, but at least there's like conversations happening. Right. Um, I can honestly remember, I think actually the first time we met was um, at the TD FAO conference, rest Uh in peace to that event. Um, And you were on a panel with Sonia and Lizetta, I believe it was. And it was just like an open discussion. And it was like, I'm standing in the crowd and the advisors, like they're all talking to amongst themselves. And like, honestly, it was like the first time that they've ever heard some of these words come out in like a space, like in a a TD event. And I'm saying they're going, how is this? Okay. Like, how is this your first time hearing about diversity in our industry? Right. And for, cause for me, I've been fighting and educating on it for a while, Mm -hmm. but again, for a lot of people, it's not. And I think, you know, you and and a bunch of other people in the industry have been pushing this ball so hard. Um, So it's not going unnoticed, but it it was just like mind boggling that I'm standing literally in 2020 going, what? Yeah, I I just think that, you know, and then we can move on. (laughs) (laughs) But I just think that, you know, diversity and inclusion is almost like it's almost it doesn't it's like news right we yeah. hear so much bad news now that you're desensitized to yep. the things that are actually going on around the world like people getting like shooting up schools like that's crazy but we hear it so often mm-hmm. it's like oh another thing just happened you know yep. or this just happened again we're desensitized so now when we're talking about diversion and inclusion like we hear it so often, it's just like a buzzword, you know, yeah. it's become this thing that we listen to, but we don't really care about, right? So what we're trying to do is not talk about it anymore. And yeah. I think the other day I just, uh, we're all Twitter friends. I just wrote a tweet like, man, 2020, don't sit down, stand up and do what you said you were going to do. And that's my goal for my business. That's my goal for my fitness. That's my goal for literally everything. And I know it probably sounds like a New Year's resolution, right? But like, that's what we should do. We should be acting more. Mm-hmm. Versus just talking about it. My general sentiment with diversity and inclusion is this: the screams from the bottom will never be heard at the top if the top doesn't reach down and try to pull people up from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Right. So it takes yeah. people like our CEOs and you know the the people that have a megaphone in the industry to say, "Hey, this is important, and we need to really change the culture within." Right. And if 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 you if you can imagine this image, right, of somebody reaching down to pull you up, that's how it works. That's how it works. And that's the only way that it's going to work. And hopefully Onyx can be in between um, helping facilitate this, this, this reach. So. The Sarte for people who want to take action, join the network, learn more about you guys, where should they go? What's your website? What's the social handles? Just give us some actions to take here. Onyx advisor um, network.com is the first place. And that would be a robust uh, website coming out soon. Um, and then also Onyx advisors on Twitter. So you can follow all the announcements that we'll be having in the coming weeks. 
Um, we got some neat stuff coming up and then we'll be doing the beta group sometime here soon. So we really, really, really look forward to it. I think that the industry is needed at Onyx, right? Because it's one thing to talk about diversity and inclusion, but one thing that's missing is belonging. Shout out to Lizetta Braxton for that, right? So you can have diverse workforce, um, right? And you like try to hire five women a year, right? But do they feel like they belong? Do they feel safe? Do they feel seen? Do they feel heard? Right? All of these things are equally as important. And I think that, you know, if we can continue to to champion this change, right? I think the industry can change for the better. And again, because I have 20,000 questions always, if you are a investor and you want to work with an advisor from the on, are you guys going to have kind of different options? Like, again, this is just launching with advisors, but are you going to have somewhere where clients can go and research for advisors that are working with Onyx? For sure. We're trying to develop a couple of things. One, which I can't speak about too much yet, <laughs> but the advisor marketplace is something that we really want to get done. Right. Because, you know, one of the biggest things that I've heard is that it was from somebody in our industry and she is a big person in the industry. And she called me over the course of the pandemic and was like, Hey, I think it would be best for me to support an underrepresented advisor. And she was working with a big advisor in our space. She was like, he's great and all, but you know, I think it would be best for me to support an underrepresented advisor. How do I get started? You know? So even if your advocacy isn't again, like, you know, Emily kind of mentioned, we're not, we don't, we're not gonna be out on the street. Right. But if it looks like just supporting a underrepresented owner's business, right. That's a big right. deal. So that's something that we want to build into the platform by saying, hey, if you want to work with somebody that's in an LGBTQ plus community, here's where you go. They specialize yeah. in equity compensation or this financial planning, go there. Or you want to work with a Latinx woman, here's where you find her, right? Oh, you want to work with a black man, whatever it is, like that will be on the directory. And that's also a champion of change. Um, you know what? what's crazy? One of the biggest barriers that we found as we did our research for Onyx was the fact that underrepresented advisors, particularly women, like women, right, did a lot of financial planning and not a lot of investment management. And the barrier was because the asset minimums that a lot of custodians were super high traditionally. They had to add $10 million to $25 million in assets under management. So imagine a black woman, right? trying to get on TD's platform. They're like, Hey, you need 10 million. She's like, what? Like, you know, $10 million. That's, that's, that's a lot. Um, and their business models were constructed around the financial planning. But imagine now that we've had, we have our partnerships with different custodians and some still to be announced. You're opening the door for their business to create revenue and for them to, you know, teach their communities how to invest. So it's a twofold thing, right? Um, and I think it's going to create a lot of change. So again, super excited about it. And Onyx will have a lot of ways for people to connect with their advisors to help them reach their financial goals. One of the other ways you've been working with folks, impacting people is telling advisors stories through the human advisor podcast with Altrist. Yep. Um, and I think people can probably tell as they listen to you that you've got like tons of experience here. Like, you know how to run a podcast. You're, you're carrying us right now, just killing it. 
It's just fun just to listen to you talk, man. I love it. Um, but, but tell us about your work with Altruist on that podcast. Like how did that come about and what do you enjoy most about your role in being able to kind of lift up other people and tell their stories through that too? Yeah. Awesome. Um, big shout out to Jason Wink. Um, big shout out to Tyrone Ross. Actually in 2019, um, we were at the Wealthstack conference in Arizona. So I go down there, I have my now wife with me. We're like, oh yeah, Arizona sunshine, let's do it. Right. So we get there, Tyrone's there, Doug Bonaparte, everybody's there. And they announced the human advisor podcast on a panel that I was with on Tyrone with Tyrone. Um, so we're chilling, you know, and Jason Wade comes up to me and he's like, you know what? I like you because when you say something, it makes me want to listen. <laughs> like everything you say, even if it's short, is like to the point, direct, and it's impactful. And that stuck to me in my, with me and my writing and everything. I'm like, hey, it can be 500 words and heavy hitting. You know what I mean? That's all you really need. Whatever you say, make sure that it counts. So the year kind of matriculates. Tyrone comes to my office. It was then in San Francisco by the bridge um, near the pier. He's like, I want to get you on the interview. So Tyrone and I have a great conversation. Like we're talking about this, actually, diversity, inclusion, belonging, and just like my stories in the industry, how like it took me twice as long to get to where some of my peers were probably for nothing else, but because of being an African young man in the industry. Right. So have this conversation. Tyrone's crushing it in the, in the interview, he's crushing it in just all of his projects. And he's like, Hey, think about doing some other things. You know what I mean? Could you do the grow podcast, which is the mini series is transpired into Tyrone doing, um, running on ramp, which we're killing it. I love on ramp. Um, and they're like, Hey, do you want to run the human advisor? I'm like, sure. With Tyrone's blessing, we did like one interview and that was it. And I've, I've been running the, the human advisor podcast ever since. Um, what I like about it is the fact that my motto, hear me out, Johnny, Tori, hear me out. <laughs> my motto is to push pull. And I talk about this openly, right? Push pull to me means that if somebody is ahead of you, their career and their journey and their family life, whatever the case is, your responsibility is to push them forward, be an advocate of them, right? Amplify them, keep going, do your thing. Tori, Johnny, go crazy, right? But if somebody's behind me, my responsibility is to pull them through the same doors that I was afforded the opportunity to walk through. So the Human Advisor podcast for me is to amplify the voice of the modern advisor, the advisor of tomorrow, the advisor of now, right? Because we can all learn together, rise together, as we like to say, anonics, um, and be better by doing that, right? I come from a culture where, you know, in Africa, it's all about you respect your elders, it takes a village to raise a child. You can go fast alone, but you can go far together, right? All of these old African proverbs. Um, and that's what I see the human advisor being, right? Just this fireside chat, literally, where I can talk to advisors about their best practices and hopefully other advisors take the wisdom and run with it, right? To, to build their best businesses. In fact, this is a random fact or stat. My middle name is Wontalo, and that means son of a wise man or wise man, right? So every every man in my family has that name. And when I think about the human advisor and just podcasts in general, like you're supposed to be sharing this wisdom. And I think that's what we're doing a great job of on that medium. Yeah. And I love that not only does the, that podcast and that mini series tell the story of like how the advisor is running their business, but it, it tells the story, their personal story too. Mm-hmm. 
there's a lot of stuff that people just like the one that really hit home for me was the Josh Brown episode Yeah, and how he just like, I mean, he just fully opens up. You think this man is, you know, perfect. He had the perfect upbringing, like this whole thing. And then he really goes into like his childhood and his upbringing. And you're just, you just see him as in a new light. Right. Um, And that's what I love about it. It's not only is it helping advisors understand like how to run a business, but also giving that human interaction. Like we're all human at the end of the day. Like we're all going through something or we've been through something. And that's the reason our business is the way we is built. Right. And I just love that that has been carried through the entire seasons of both um, human advisor and grow. Can we, can we talk about that? Just, just a minute, because I feel like, we are a society of highlight reels, right? Mm-hmm. In a sense that everything we put on the internet is good. So like, it's just this trickle down effect of like trauma, anxiety, and like the feeling of inadequacy because everybody is putting their best stuff online, right? So if you look too long, it's like to your detriment, right? Yeah. Like, Yo, I should be doing this shit too. I should be, you know what I mean? Like yeah. making a million dollars a minute in crypto because everybody else seems to be doing it right and you get FOMO and I want more JOMO joy of missing out. So, you know, I think that the human advisor, if the guests are able to be vulnerable and let that veil of, you know, perfection off, like lift that veil. Now you're really getting this, this feeling of like togetherness, like, yo, I know how that feels. Raising a kid, running a business. I did that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's a struggle. And I feel comfortable in where I'm planted because I know that I'm not alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I just think that we need to talk more about that. I wish like in the beginning years, I would have talked more about my entrepreneurial journey, you know, because I went through some stuff and it was like, yeah, it's crazy. But if I quit now, I'm like halfway in a tunnel. It's just as far to go back. Didn't go forward. You know what I mean? But we don't highlight that stuff. And I think we need to do a better job at that. Yeah, I think you're right. And again, I think it's a generational thing, right? Like millennials and Gen Zers, all we've really known is social media. And so that perfection of social media and having to be perfect all the time, we are now not that we're tainted, but like we have that, I have that anxiety every single day where it's like, if I'm not perfect, then someone's going to know I'm a fake. And so I really started in the past few years, like trying to really show like no one is perfect. I am not a perfect mom. My kid cries in the streets of Disneyland. There's photographic proof on the internet about it. (laughs) I will post photos of my hair being wild and no makeup on. Like we have to get back into this mindset that people are human and people make mistakes and they're not, you know, these Instagram worthy photos every two days. Um, So I appreciate that that's, you know, the human advisors bringing that realness back. We need that back in our society because we've just gone so far into the realm of like everyone being these perfect humans. Yeah. I mean, you know, one thing I experimented with for a while um, in the summer, I was going to the gym and I'm like, yo, went to the gym today. That's a win. Right. But some days I had losses. So then I was like, tweet about that. Like, yo, the bed got me today. You know what I mean? Yeah. And while that's my nude, I think that, you know, the, the posts about not going resonated more like, yo, it hurts for me too. Or like, you know, I didn't make yeah. it today too. And I just think that's, you know, some of these things in my tweets are my social experiments because at the end of the day, 
we're in the people business, we're in the mm-hmm. business of people. And if you understand people, you'll win. You'll win every time in startups, right? And what you're doing, Tori, you two, Johnny, right? And, you know, investment management, financial advice. This is just a business of understanding the human mind and empathizing with the human condition. And if you could do both of those things well, you will do good and well for yourself. Um, and I think that's the thing that we've forgotten. I don't know how, I don't know if like it was before my time, like Wolf of Wall Street or something. Like, <laughs> but at some point we forgot that, you know? And what I'm trying to lean more into in every venture that I start, I actually started doing some VC investing over the course of the, the thing. So on-ramp was one of the things that I did. And, um, you know, they're not huge checks. I'm not writing like a thousand million dollars or something like that, <laughs> as my nephew would say, right? Yeah. But um, it's my way of saying like, you're human, I'm human, I, you're my friend, you know? Yeah. I'm, I support you and what you're doing, right? So like, if we just remember at the center of this, these are our friends, these are our brothers, these are our uncles, these are our neighbors and they're human, right? I think we'll all be a little bit better at our jobs. I also find it interesting that our industry is really taking on this behavioral finance spin on things. So um, Joy Lear is a dear friend of mine and she's just bringing this like sense of like, it's okay to be broken in our, in our world. And like, I just, I am, I just love her for that. And I love that, you know, we're bringing in this sense of like mental health into our industry um, cause it's stressful. It, it I is. couldn't imagine dealing with people's money and the market and all of that. And my, when my husband was an advisor, just watching him, you know, he was so passionate about his clients and what he was doing. And it's like, gosh, like I would be in a ball in the corner. Um, so I took the tech route, but, you know, bringing that mental health and that behavioral science to the table, I think is so interesting and it's so different. Um, so Again, like it's that hu- hu- whole human interaction and like, how do we um, get people to like, you know, start feeling what's on the inside? What's that Pixar movie um, with all the feelings? Like, I just feel like uh, my, that's My kid hasn't about. been born yet. <laughs> inside yeah. out. But I will know all the Inside movies. out. That's so, it. Yes. You will soon. You will soon Where know. Where you have all these feelings and you, sure. know, you gotta know what's going on inside. Um, um, yeah. just one, just one note about joy. So I texted joy the other day because my therapist was in a uh, Jersey yeah. and I moved from Jersey. Obviously I'm in California, but she invited us after meeting her at risk Alive, where we were. Um, she invited us out cause she lives in Vacaville. She lives yeah. kind of not too far away from us. And, um, we go hang out with her. We walk around the lake. We bring our dog. She brings her two kids, her husband, and we just have a great time. Right. Like we went for coffee, quote unquote, didn't even have coffee because we were like steeped in the conversation. But what I noticed about her was such a great listener. Right. Such a inquisitive heart. Right. So she's like, mm-hmm. how did that make you feel? <laughs> and it's like and it's such this like this like Zen voice. And she just stops like, how does that make you feel? Right. And then that's it. And you're really thinking about how you feel, but the same qualities that she has, right. Is what an advisor should have yep. as they deal with their clients, being good at listening, right. Talking in a tone that is open. Like you're, you're welcoming vulnerability, 
right? Yeah. And um, helping a person understand what they want, right? And she did a great job at that. And I've noticed that. And I'm like, this is what we should be in our industry. Um, at my very first job, when I graduated from college, I started playing football. Um, I was working. I thought I was going to be an advisor, but they, I was a trader first, right? Investment associate, trading floor. Um, and they called their advisors investment counselors. And I love the name because that is what our responsibility is. Yeah. Half of the job is to deal with the numbers, right? Math, not magic. The other half of the job is to understand the person and be their counselor. Because a lot of what they think, feel, and you know, hope for money is steeped in trauma. Yeah. <laughs> it's steeped in their experiences, right? And if you do not do both, you are not going to last long in the industry. And no, a lot of the people don't realize that. And we've made this industry to be a very transactional business, right? Where we look at clients as a book of business instead of partners, right? Like mm -hmm. this is crazy. So um, going back to Joy, she's a, although she's in a different industry, that's exactly how we should be dealing with our clients. Yeah. From a counselor from the counselor angle. Yes. I've gotten many. Um, how does that make you feel from Joy's? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, you. Do I even want to feel this <laughs> yeah, right now? Do I want to know? I, I thought this? this was a coffee date. <laughs> now, where's the latte? Yeah, I did um, March for the Fall with her and Philip, and yeah. it was like five hours of, you know, how's it make you feel? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. And then she tells you, well, I don't know, it could be an answer now, but and you need to have the right answer later. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm still a ways away, but my dream practice would be to run my office kind of like a therapy, like a therapist office in a sense yeah. where I remember one of my friends, he, he has a therapist as well. Love how therapy is being a conversation that we can actually talk about. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. from my background, it's not a thing. It's like, yo, you sure? Like, you know, <laughs> they're going to think you're crazy type of thing. Um, but he gave he, he sent over this wheel and it was like all these feelings on the outside. And it'd be like, I'm mad. And then the next level down was like, what does mad mean? Does that mean that you are angry, disgruntled, frustrated, confused? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or I'm sad. What does sad mean? It means that I'm like, I would like to do something like that for money. Like, you yeah. know, to run this space like that. Because if we can figure that, these layers, right, of feelings that people have with their money, that makes the investment part easy. Yeah, I agree. It, it makes that the planning part. It makes everything. It makes everything easy. So. I love it. Anyway, big shout out to Joy. Yes, she's my favorite. Um, well, speaking of feelings, we all have really good feelings about tacos. Um, so we always love to wrap up on hearing your favorite spot or taco that you make at home. So give it to us straight. And if you say you don't like them, I'm really sad. That's going on the wheel of feelings. First of all, I come from a place where we eat like, like they make the meat on the side of the road type of thing. You know what I mean? Excellent. We call it a roasted meat in Liberia. So I've done the taco trucks in the sketchiest areas everywhere. Um, but my favorite taco spot, and you got to go next time you're in San Diego, is in San Diego. It doesn't even have sitting area. It doesn't have a sitting area, but it's like a little hut and you can drive in a drive-thru. You can go around and get your taco. It's called Senor Pachos. Senor mm. Pachos. Okay. And the taco okay. that I like is their surf and turf with their original sauce. Okay. All right. Amazing surf and turf. Great 
steak, great uh, shrimp. Oh, it's beautiful. So that's my favorite spot. Johnny, it's going on the list. We've got quite the list in San Diego again. <laughs> we do. We need to make a, we need to make a San Diego trip happen. I know. In early 2022. Please include me. Let's get yes. this going. Obviously. Road trip. Man. Wouldn't happen without you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Great. Well, Desarte, thank you so much for joining us, man. It's a pleasure to, to chat with you. We're super excited about all these things you have going on and personally just stoked to see awesome. what happens Thanks with for Onyx in early 22. Me too. <laughs> it's going to be a blast. Thank you so much for having me.